0: signs, money, mind, it, throw it up, watch it from the sky. Welcome everybody to the Saturday edition of the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. A few updates, a few injuries to track, uh, some players that I think have risen, some that have uh, dropped in cash considerations for sure. First things first, the Eagles are going to be without some key players. It looks like uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Howard are most likely not going to go. I think Alshon's 100% ruled out. Jordan Howard most likely not going to go. So I think that elevates a few players, uh, namely Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, and Dallas Goddard. So, I mean, they did just sign Jay Ajayi, uh, but he's barely a year removed from an ACL tear and he hasn't, you know, been practicing or had any football type contact since then. So I think it would be, you know, really stretching it to say that he's going to come in and and take any type of a workload um, two days after signing and and two days after getting on to a football field. So I think that means Miles Sanders is squarely in play, only 4,100. If it was any other matchup, I think people would be all over him. Uh, but obviously you get that red one or two next to his name, thanks to the Patriots' defense. And people are a little bit hesitant, uh, especially because you really, we really haven't seen much from Miles Sanders. A few big plays that have made a few of his fantasy days relevant. Um, but, you know, nothing like a, a large workload where we've seen him put together an entire game and smash value. Is that possible this week? Absolutely. Uh, But I think it comes down to now we have to measure him up with Brian Hill. So basically we have to say to ourselves, who do we think is the better point per dollar play? Uh, Does the $700 savings to go down to Sanders get us someone in our lineup or uh, some type of 2v2 swap or 3v3 swap into our lineup that uh, we like a lot more than a Brian Hill lineup? Here's the thing with Brian Hill. The Carolina Panthers' matchup for Hill is much better than Miles Sanders. I feel like Miles Sanders is a better talent. Uh, The volume is going to be concentrated for both teams, right? The Falcons are without Devonta Freeman. They're without Austin Hooper. They traded away Mohamed Sanu. So we're looking at, you know, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and a little bit of Russell Gage out of the slot. Uh, And then, you know, I think Brian Hill will get most of the running back touches. Miles Sanders really doesn't have anybody behind him. So I think he is less of uh, a risk to be vultured. Here's the thing. Quadri Allison, who is going to be the backup, uh, backup runner at least, behind Brian Hill, wasn't active last week, right? They had an in-game injury, so they were kind of working with a thin backfield, which is why Brian Hill got 20 carries. This week, Kenyon Barner and Allison will be active. Sometimes after a week of practice, uh, and it's not like a situation where Brian Hill is just thrust into a lead role because of an injury mid-game. Sometimes the the game plan will be a little bit different for the Falcons. Maybe they have a package for Allison in short yardage because he's a bigger back. He could probably, you know, succeed or convert third, fourth, and one, two, and three, or goal line carries a little bit better than Brian Hill, that's a possibility. Miles Sanders, however, only has a newly signed J.H.I.E. in Boston Scott. I really think that Sanders will be on the field for probably every snap outside of maybe mm, some third down snaps where they get Boston Scott in. I I don't even, maybe J.H.I.E. is active as like an emergency back this week, but I honestly can't see putting a guy Year removed from ACL surgery, I mean, he might be in. He might be conditioned. He may have been, you know, working out over the last few months, um, but he's not in football shape. That's a guarantee. So I think Miles Sanders has the least likely chance uh, of being vultured as far as touches. However, Brian Hill has a great matchup. So I think it's a pretty tough conundrum here. Um, I'll have to play with. Lineup construction and see if that extra 700 from Miles Sanders gets me something that I really love. You know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but maybe you have the Vikings defense as the top play on the slate. And you're currently sitting down at the Redskins and that $700 lets you get up to the Vikings defense. And when you weigh out that 2v2 or 3v3, you know, from a projection standpoint, it just gives you a better lineup. Then it's something that you can do. Um... I don't know necessarily if I would play both of them, just because there are some really good high-priced and mid-tier running backs that can really smash this week. Obviously McCaffrey uh, and Dalvin Cook and Zeke are up there. If you're trying to squeeze two of of those guys in, you have Josh Jacobs at 6,900 against the Bengals' worst uh, run defense against running backs. so I think it might be a little thin to get two of those 4k running backs in but I'm not saying that that is something that you shouldn't do. you know if you're maybe you get maybe that allows you to get to Michael Thomas um, or maybe that is the value that you need to jam in Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey. It's clearly up to you uh, just trying to you know talk through what I think, is the best lineup construction and considerations for you to put that lineup together. The next bit of news is that Emmanuel Sanders is going to quote-unquote try to give it a go. Puts a little bit of a damper on Debo Samuel and Ross Dwelly, but I think, you know, I mean, at 2 o'clock we'll know, or, or, or at 3 o'clock we will know if Emmanuel Sanders is going to be on the field. Um, and I think it's really, one it could be one of those situations where he's active, but he's His snaps are scaled back, and Debo and Dwelly are still just as good of plays, even though he is active. So, I mean, they haven't... The fact that Sanders is going to quote-unquote try to give it a go hasn't really impacted my thoughts on Debo and Dwelly just yet. And then obviously I know that I mentioned J.D. McKissick as somewhat of a thin play at running back for cash games. He's pretty much a scratch for me at this point. Um... You know, just looking into it a little further, it looks like Ty Johnson might be able to go. And that backfield is just a mess. I think they're just going to keep throwing the ball. I don't think he's in play, especially with now Brian Hill. And looks like Miles Sanders as premium 4K running backs. All right, guys. Really, that's the only updates to speak of. Everything else mentioned in the Thursday pod pretty much stands. Uh, I think that... It's going to be an interesting week. There's enough value that has opened up where where people are going to try to jam in top guys, may leave some of those middling plays like Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, um, Tevin Coleman even maybe is a good pivot off some of the value chalk from the 49ers. So those guys, maybe DJ Moore um, gets overlooked based on the fact that all these 4K guys have opened up, and it looks like we might have a little bit more of a stars and scrubs approach. I actually think that I am going to play only one lineup this week, and probably go all head to heads and put it in maybe some bigger tournaments, and then I have uh, my King of the Beach semifinal this week. But you know, as I was making multiple lineups, I thought to myself. It was actually really impacting my thoughts on an optimal lineup for the King of the Beach, and I think this week I might just be a one lineup guy, because I don't know if I could even choose which lineup. Usually, I make like ten to twelve lineups a week—a cash lineup, and then you know between nine and twelve tournament lineups. Um, but I, as I was going through and trying to build lineups this week. You know, I was playing, it was it was playing, the fact that I was building more than one lineup was just playing with my head uh, with this King of the Beach semifinal entry. So whatever I settle on for the King of the Beach, I think is just going to be the lineup I throw in a couple tournaments and play as my cash game lineup. Um, yeah, because I would hate to have like a, all my lineups smash and then the one I chose for the King of the Beach not smash. So I'm just going to try to narrow it down to my optimal lineup and just ride with that okay guys good luck in week 11 i'll see you on the monday morning podcast for a review of week 11 and some showdown thoughts for monday night good luck Mind. Throw it, throw it up Watch it fall from the sky